0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Lodges Podcast. If you're new, this is a podcast where we interview streamers, pro esports players, business professionals, and other people in the gaming and esports space and hear all about their stories and the projects that they are working on. Welcome to the show. Before we get things kicked off, I do want to read a new five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This comes from Nikki, and he says, as a founder of the esports team, DCX Elite, this podcast is filled with so many great gems that I can put to use to help build my brand. If you're looking to start an esports team or brand or invest in the space, then this is a podcast that you should subscribe to. Nikki, I really appreciate the review. Wish you nothing of the best for your organization. and To anyone else that's left reviews, really appreciate that. It helps the podcast move up in the charts. Um, So as I mentioned, this is episode 29 with Kieran John, who is a young entrepreneur, YouTuber, esports agent. I mean, he has his hands on many different projects and it's just such an impressive resume and story of what he's accomplished at such a young age and had the great opportunity to get to sit down and chat with him about all of it. And I really enjoyed it. I think that everyone, you know, you guys that are tuning in to listen are going to enjoy it as well. So, with that being said, this is the Lodges Podcast up next. Welcome, everybody, for another episode of the Lodges Podcast. This is episode 29. We have a really cool and special guest with us today who is Kieran John. And a lot of ways that I could describe him, but we're just gonna go with he's a YouTuber, entrepreneur, and an esports agent at Dulceto Management. Kieran, really appreciate you coming on, man. I'm excited to jump into this with you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and actually have, letting me have a platform to to speak about my story. And I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> definitely, no problem. I'm I'm excited to hear about it as well, and I know that other people tuning in are definitely gonna be pumped to hear about it. Um, you know, I know you and I were just talking kind of off the microphone for a second and really, I think the best place to start and kind of spark our conversation is if you just want to let everyone kind of know your background story, where you're from, you grew up, hobbies, anything like that growing up, you know, just what is your personal story?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so currently I'm, I'm 18 years old. Uh, you know, I still go to college, uh, full-time, uh, business student, uh, you may say. Um, originally grew up actually in Wales in the United Kingdom, and at the age of ten, so 2011, I moved to Canada. Um, and then from kind of there, I've just gone into and introduced from friends into YouTube gaming and things like that. I've always kind of liked video games, like you know, played FIFA or or whatever it was on the Xbox 360s and the original Xbox when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2014, I started my own YouTube channel. I uploaded my first ever YouTube video, which was a mobile game by Clash of Clans. It goes by, um, and that video I think earned like 400k views in, in, in you know wow. my first ever video. So um, I saw the potential. And then I left YouTube, and I didn't realize how well the video performed. And then I came back um, in 2016 um, in September. Um, so I was 15 or 14 at the time. And, and, uh, I was like, you know what, I I'm going to do YouTube for a bit. So I did it for like a short amount of time. I think it was like less than two months. Um, and then from the two months, you know, within those two months, I gained, uh, 96,000 subs and 8 million views. Um, and I realized like, you know, this was something I really wanted to do. And then I just kind of, um, went into, like, I just had demotivation. Um I think that's one thing I really struggled with. Maybe we can get into um, you know, later on in the podcast. But yeah. um I, I stopped uh I don't know why, I think it's because of school and yeah, just demotivation in general. And then um I I learned about uh and then I stopped actually in twenty seventeen completely about esports and gaming. I, I watched videos and consumed content a bit, but then in uh December two thousand and eighteen uh, I tweeted out something about uh, wanting to work with creators, and it, it went viral or something or well, not viral. It had like like five hundred thousand impressions. Um, wow. I guess you know the following of my YouTube uh, journey kind of helped with that. Um, and And you know, a big influencer retweet, retweeted it and and you know others did as well. And then a company by Nono Live, a streaming platform, reached out to me asking if i was an agency and i just went with it and i said yeah (laughs) i represent influencer and things like that like that and then um they were like all right sure send me your business number and i was like oh you know i don't have one (laughs) and then i had to make my mom create a business for me which was came up with elusive agency and they had a budget of like 10 million dollars so i was like excited i was 16 at the time and i was like you know i i don't this is like dream come true so then um they actually signed my agency to be in charge of the um australian market as they you know they were signing uh streamers uh like exclusively um and they didn't really want to get into the na market as you know twitch and facebook and mixer and twitch uh not twitch uh, caffeine was all in that space and they didn't have they only had 10 million dollars which you know seems like a lot but isn't these days in esports so um i just focused on the australian market um, built some relationships there and now I've kind of been doing elusive and uh, had a few jobs like I did a social media job for a esports arena, um, you know, uh, last summer just to gain some experience. I was also an influencer marketing manager for a mobile um, game developer as well Uh, had a small budget there and I I just gained you know experience and you know quote-unquote real experience from from real jobs or office jobs and then uh, now I'm currently working at Dulceto as an esports agent so that's kind of my long not short story (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah you've, you've been able to touch on a few different projects and pieces I think in in a very short amount of time which is obviously great and I'm sure beneficial to you um well, let's 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 break this down. I want to dive deep, obviously, into some of these things. So first off, I thought maybe we would start with the YouTube channel. So you grew that I believe you said 96 K in two months, which is absolutely crazy. So when you started that, I kind of want to get of what wanted you to start a YouTube channel. So you mentioned you grew up gaming a little bit. Was it something you saw? Was it that you kind of just wanted to try it out and you had an interest or, or what made you want to initially start the YouTube channel?
1: um it was a mix of uh both um consuming content and wanting to just create videos i just wanted to give it a try i didn't really know how like payment so it wasn't anything about the money at the time i was 14 i was just like you know what i'm going to create content um and i I started off a little bit with the tutorial side of stuff like how to record your screen recorder like you know on your phone Mm -hmm. and things like that so it was just kind of like trying things out nothing too serious and i've also i also was pretty decent on the games as well, so that kind of helped into it. Obviously, I wasn't a you know a top 10% player or anything, but I, I was better than the average average uh, player. So it was kind of a mix of both, and I I tried it out, and I, I guess you know I got lucky or I, I didn't have any strategy. I was 14 at the time. I mean, <laughs> I just recorded the video, edited right. quickly on my phone. Um, I never really had a PC like during the two months that I did grow quickly, it was all done through my phone. I edited through my phone uploaded through my phone, recorded through my phone and everything. So, um, I didn't have much of a setup or, you know, the studio, it wasn't kind of a a plan. It was kind of just, it just happened.
0: Right. No, definitely. And I think a lot of people don't even realize how many apps there are to create stuff like videos off of your phone that you would probably think someone created off their computer. I mean, I know I've done it where I have a bunch of apps that really make phone shot on my iPhone actually look semi decently. So I can imagine how that definitely worked in your benefit, you know? Um, and so, so uh, you focused on mobile games, right? Is that what you're saying? You're playing clash.
1: Yeah. Clash of clans and, okay. and clash royale, like those supercell games. Um, I did try PUBG mobile about a year and a half ago now on my channel. And I uploaded two videos on that game and, uh, you know, cause I stopped in 2016, didn't upload at all. And in about a year and a half ago, so like late 2017, early 2018, no, maybe, yeah, late 2018, sorry, now, um, mm-hmm. I uploaded PUBG mobile videos, so I've always been around mobile, and, and they got, one got like 250k views, the other one got 100k, so they both performed pretty well for not kind of uploading, you know, regularly, so, yeah. um, but I I don't know, I, I don't know where the demotivation like i said before came from and i don't know where you know going into this topic of demotivation i don't know where it kind of came from and 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 content right now uh, thinking about it i think it's great that people create content but for me i i'm so focused on on business and and learning Mm -hmm. it's just that content is not where i want to be maybe in the future i'd come back to it but right now i think i think it's all about my business and and my personal um you know experiences and adventures
0: yeah, no, and I mean you're obviously too obviously very young and I mean not like I'm much older than you. I mean, I'm 24 you're 18 So I think we're both we could say fairly young people But I think the fact that you've kind of been able to splash around in a few different things at such a young age You know like you're saying maybe you don't, don't like content right now and it's not something you go back to But at least you've gotten to splash in it and you had some success at it So now you've got an idea of of what it could be if you were to go back to it
1: Yeah, exactly and I mean I think I think uh, going off topic a little bit. I think me creating content and kind of learning um, how how kind of the mindset of an influencer goes. I mean, not to the extent of that I had millions of followers, but I right. kind of had the basics of it. I think it helped me then transition into how I work with my influencers rather than you know um, I'm not I'm not trying to bash on any agencies, but agencies that haven't been creators themselves um, right. try to put themselves in the you know, space of being an influencer, but they're not able to because they've never been one. And mm-hmm. I think that that's helped a lot thinking back at it now on, on kind of quote unquote, my success or building relationships with creators because I relate to them. And I'm also young and also these creators are also young as well. So I feel like the trust there is a little bit stronger rather than, you know, working with a 40 year old that doesn't know anything about YouTube or gaming. But right. I mean, there's, there's great agents out there that, That haven't done any type of content, but I'm just saying, you know, kind of where the success is coming from, I guess.
0: No, no, definitely. I I completely understand. You're able to relate on a more personable level. And as long as you've got the skills and and the professional way to do it, I think that that helps creators, you know, relate with you. Um, I want to touch on this. So you, you know, you you create the YouTube channel. It has, while you're still doing it, it's got immense success. So did you kind of, I mean, 96,000 subscribers is, is, pretty significant. I think, you know, like you're saying, you're not millions of followers, but still significant enough. Did you learn how to almost carry yourself a little bit as an influencer during that time? Or do you think you just kind of had a knack for it? Um, or did you kind of learn it along the way? Or, or how is that experience having a following like that when you were in the YouTubing space?
1: Um, it was kind of like, it, it, I just went with it. Um, I, I didn't know what to experience. Um, it because it was just in a short amount of time of that two months. I don't think I was able to um, be as engaged as I you know, because it was so the growth was so quickly in 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 so such a short amount of time that mm-hmm. I don't think I was able to have that personal connection with my community. Gotcha. so it, it, it was it didn't get to the point where I had them. True followers, they were more of a viewership. you know, if I went a couple more months or years doing the same type of videos, I think I would be able to you know give you a, a, a more detailed answer on on right. you know on what it is. but I think it just happened in such a short amount of time. I just took it in and 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 realized, and I didn't realize until I stopped doing it um you know how much followers ninety six thousand people is actually truly, even though you know right. it's nothing compared to millions anymore but I also had 8 million views, which is, which is ridiculous. And, and right. kids at my school or, you know, fellow students were coming at me and saying, you know, you're, you're a famous YouTuber or this or that. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm just a, you know, I'm just a guy that makes videos. And it, it I couldn't wrap it around my head during the, the time of the process of making video until mm-hmm. I kind of left it and looked back on it and reflected on maybe, you know, i re- reflected a few times on what I could have done better and, and where i could have been even if i you know focused 100% on on, on content but right. i don't try to focus on reflecting on it too much because i'm doing something that i that i passionately love more now which is my business but right, right. I, I i think that's kind of a nutshell of my answer for you.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. I completely understand. And so let's move into your business then. So you, you do the YouTubing thing. We've covered that. And then what comes, was it during that period of, of you just didn't, you were demotivated that you created the business or timeline wise, when did the business come into play? What led you, I, I know you mentioned a bit that, you know, you wanted to work with creators. What was it about that that interested you, you know, kind of what is the origin story of creating elusive?
1: Yeah um it it was more of a spontaneous thing but thinking back at it um the the, after the 2016 of october to give you a timeline i was demotivated all the way not demotivated but i wasn't in the space actively until like december uh no november of 2018 um i don't really remember what kind of sparked up like working with creators but Mm -hmm. i knew that i i was hearing like um, agencies or, um, contracts taking advantage of, um, you know, creators and things and myself being creator, you know, myself, I was like, you know, what, what could I do to kind of help these guys and, and, and things like that. And obviously I was 16 at the time I I needed to learn all the, the lingo of, you know, legal terms and things like that, which I'm all always still learning. I mean, I'm finding myself, you know, um, stuck in, 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 legal lingo or contract <laughs> all the time where I have to refer to someone else because I'm, I'm such a, I'm still young and, and I don't understand some <laughs> right. words, but, um, I think in November of 2018, it came about, I was just like, you know, cause I did my first ever brand deal while I was doing YouTube for $500 and oh, I wow. knew there was something there. Um, but I didn't realize the, the amount that they could actually generate within, right. you know, uh with some like people with a couple million followers can now i'm working with them and they're doing half a a quarter of a million in brand deals per year which is ridiculous but um yeah i I think it just came from just uh just the experience of being an influencer and and thinking about how how can i how can i help influencers you know uh not only um not get stuck in um contracts that they don't want to but as well as you know just generating revenue for them as well i think i think that's um, you know adding more security when when we lock in contracts for 12 6 12 months or even 24 months it adds more of like a security cuz you know this internet thing could go you know away in, in any day so exactly. i think adding you know security within those partnerships with brands is it, it was super like gave the influencer a little bit of ease, like, Oh, I don't have to generate this amount of views to pay my bills or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's more secure, like a salary, kind of like a job. Uh, so I I think that, um, was a little bit of it as well.
0: Yeah. No. And I mean, I think we're seeing that now with the different streaming platforms going exclusive where these, you know, these guys and girls are getting those contracts now where there's a little bit more job security. Right. And they can feel a little bit more confident in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think obviously, as everyone else does, that that's obviously you know amazing for the industry. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, off topic, the streaming wars is super super fun to kind of <laughs> see what's going on. I mean, you Facebook is. signing people, and then Mixer ba- hitting back with like two big signings, and then Caffeine coming in with Drake recently. And yeah, that was great it, It's it, it's great. It's it's kind of cool to see like who's gonna who's gonna end up with the most market share
0: <laughs> right
1: the end of this year.
0: Right, no, yeah, no, it'll be it's just by the end of this year, and then you know, three to five years from now, who's who's going to be the top dog? Um, no, I could go on a tangent about that. I think it's really fascinating to watch. Um, okay, so I wanted to cover. So you mentioned earlier you're you're still in school at college, yeah. And I meant to ask. So what are are you studying? I know you were talking that you're you're learning a lot about legal terms and all that sort of very young age. Are you eventually maybe wanting to study law, or or what are you in? You're in business school right now, correct? Is that what you had said?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm just in, 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 in college in Canada. Um, okay. Okay. so it's just a studying business administration. So it's just the general concept of, you know, business and, and how to run a business. And there's also yeah. a little bit more focus on the marketing side of it. Um, uh, so that kind of helps with, you know, a little bit of how to market. Um, right. but my, um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm kind of on the fence of, if my business is successful, then, you know, I can just hire someone that's better than me, because it's better to hire people that are more knowledgeable than you. So you can learn from them. But there's also the aspect of like, maybe I would need to go and learn about business law or whatever. So um, it's more of like the opportunity cost. like if I go to business law for four years, will, you know, rather than, you know, spending four years on my business, like what, what is the kind of outcome of both sides and, and see what would be the best option for me.
0: Definitely not. And that makes sense. And you got a lot of options, which is, which is not a bad thing, obviously. So tell us a bit about elusive. I know we, we've kind of touched on some different points here that's telling us a little bit about it, but if you want to now give us just a big general overview of the business, you know, what kind of people do you work with? What do you have your hands on? Do you have a team around you? You know, what does it look like right now for you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. So, uh, elusive, like I said, has been around for about a year and a bit now. Um, I don't know how much is a bit, I think like three, four (laughs) months, um, about, um, and we work with over 50 influencers, uh, obviously some exclusively and non-exclusively, um, just because, um, the reason my back kind of thought or mindset uh, behind this is because, um, if, I think me bringing a value to a non-exclusive talent and building a relationship off a one-off collaboration will end up leading into an exclusive contract. And I don't want to be that agency that just throws in, hey, I'm going to exclusively represent you. Here's a contract, sign it. You know, let's let's get some deals. I like to mm-hmm. slowly build up on any relationships. But we currently actively seek uh, the brand deals for 50 influencers. Um as I can see the lowest one is around 150,000 subscribers um and then our highest one we've worked with is at 6 million right now wow and uh the different type of games you know mostly the most popular ones so uh, Fortnite uh Overwatch League of Legends um Apex Legends Call of Duty um variety games and things like that. And they're all, uh, 90% of them are YouTubers. So, um, a lot of people ask me that whether or not they're Twitch streamers or YouTubers. Yeah. Um, I kind of focus on, on YouTubers at the moment. Um, and then to the question of, um, you know, your, uh, how, the team around us. So I yes. do have my parents that, uh, do help me. So it's, it's really good to have like a supportive. Parents or family that that helps me with this journey. Yeah. Um. I also do have a friend that was interested in influencers. He was, you know, he was a fan of of a certain YouTuber. He's like, that would be cool to work with him. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll help you. I'll teach you about influencer marketing and and brand deals and whatever you want to learn, as long as you put in the work. And there's him. And we have a few contractors, but um, right now we're we're still a small team. I'm still trying to build. My main goal this year is uh, to build the relationship with the influencers, whether that's, you know, with agencies, brands or whatever. It's just building relationships, I think, and networking. Um, I think that's super important and something I lacked on during my first year, which why I wasn't seeing as much success as I am already in, in February So I think uh, that's the main focus for this year. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I answered all the questions. I think I did, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you covered it nice. It's cool to hear that you got a friend in there. I know I have one of my best friends is actually my graphic designer for all the stuff I do. And it's fun to have somebody that's, you know, close with you and can kind of relate on a personable level. So that's really cool to hear about. So one thing I did want to ask you is that I hadn't really thought of is how did your parents initially, even going back to YouTube all the way to now, you know, how have, have, what was their initial reaction? You know, you got into YouTubing and and you created a big channel and then that led to starting a business. And then now this has taken off, you know, what is their reaction been to it all where, you know, we talk about sometimes that, you know, older generations or people a little bit older sometimes don't understand the space or exactly what's going on yet. So, you know, I'd be, I'd be interested to hear how, how did that go with them?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of the basic, like cliche parents thing. So I started off, you know, from the YouTube. Um, I think I showed them my AdSense. It was like $500 from that first ever video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, where, like, cause we live in Canada. So it was even more than 500 USD. So the exchange rate was even more. So they're like, yeah. where is this money coming from? I'm like, can you, can you link your bank account to it? I need to withdraw. I want my money. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, and then my mom, without even thinking, she was like, you, you're doing credit card scamming online. What are you doing? Like, you need to tell me how you made this money. And I had to go through the process of AdSense and things. You know, I was 14 at the time and your kid is coming up to you saying he's made making $500, which is not much. But I mean – For a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Making it online. I mean – things have changed now you know parents are more understanding about esports and gaming but like even in 2014 yes. it was kind of like newer than it is obviously now um and then kind of you know how it kind of is now they they're giving me more financial advice they know where the money's coming from they know mm-hmm. you know how much money is to be made they they help me with finance and and taxes and they give me advice on where to put my money so I think they they now have more of a clear picture on on what's happening and and they're helping me, you know, support like not only financially but you know keeping me motivated to do what I like to do. Right. Uh, Cuz they kind of remind me that, you know, I'm only 18 and and I'm doing what I love as as a career, I guess, and and not a lot of people I get gets to say that where they kind of keep not no, I'm not saying I'm not appreciating what I have. I, I totally do. But sometimes right. I catch myself, you know, ah, oh, this is, this. I'm stressed today or it's hard today. Right. So they they tell me, you know, look where you are kind of just, just reminding me how lucky I am. And then, and then I get back to myself and, and, and I realize it. So it, it's not only financial, you know, support or um, advice they're giving me, they're, they're giving me, you know, emotional, you know, just, just basically general guidance and advice. So, um, it, it's great.
0: No, that's really cool to hear. I mean, it's always great when you have a strong support system, but it's especially great when those are, so two of those people are your parents and their understanding of it and, and really get behind it. So that's awesome to hear from your story. And so let's talk about that because you obviously are on a large entrepreneurial journey. So there, I'm sure there are a lot of days where it's stressful. You probably feel overwhelmed. Um, you know, how have you dealt or cope with that? I know that mental health is kind of big and, in a big hot topic in the space right now of how different people are, are coping with it, whether that be working out, getting fresh air, whatever it may be, you know, what's, what's some stuff that you do to help you be able to do all this for maybe any other younger entrepreneurs that are out there and, and can feel the same sort of thing. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, wow. Well, um, it, it's thinking about it um it's it's definitely has been tough at times Mm -hmm. just just to the fact that when when you when you're such when you're younger and you have success you can see at all different type of aspects of stuff so like music career, youtube and and you get like even it happened when i was doing youtube was when you get either views or money or success or or attention from people and and you get that type of like adrenaline from it and once that it goes away. You just, I feel like it gets to everyone and they just get demotivated. And that's what I meant by, I was struggling with demotivation because I would have an up, up a huge, um, great success, you know, month. And then Mm -hmm. the next month wouldn't be as great. So I would, I would just overthink and say, you know, what am I doing wrong? Or it, it was just, it was just, it was really hard to get around that. But I think I've, I've gotten to it where I I understand why that's happening and I mean I'm going to school full time so I I mean I understand you know I can't be doing things to the best of my ability because I do have school and homework to do which is obviously my priority right now but I think um, things that I did to kind of cope with or get over you know all this like demotivation and and stress was sometimes I just like uh, being by myself and just, just either listening to music, um, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that helps me a lot. Just, just kind of taking everything and like just sitting down for 30 minutes, not even, it doesn't have to be long. And just processing everything that's going around because there's so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also, I also like, uh, thought about, um, expressing my, my feelings on how I feel to friends and family. I know it's harder for some people to express how they feel, yeah. but for me, I feel like, I mean, once I'm able to, um, tell someone how I feel about being stressed about work or something, it kind of like relieves me. It kind of brings that off my chest. So it it kind of lets me breathe. And also, um, I used to go to the gym, which, which helped a lot, but now I'm doing school and work so much that I don't have time. and (laughs) I've been gaining weight from it. So, um, but yeah, friends and family is super supportive. But if you don't that like that, I think talking to people or uh, having moments to yourself or even days off. I mean, I see myself like you know sometimes I just don't want to work and and that's fine. You know, and just just to recharge or whatever it is, spend time with family. Uh, because basically I'm doing this 24/7. I'm right. like on on my phone, on emails, answering emails in class or or whatever it is like. I, I go to bed around 11:30 uh, midnight. I wake up at 6 a.m. every morning, and, and then it, it's just a recycle, recycle. So um, it's it's hard, but I I think I'm getting around it now and finding more of a structure. Because so I think that's always hard at the beginning to find yes. you know uh, a schedule on when when is homework and when is work time, when is sp- spending time with family and friends. And and I think I've found the right balance right now. So I think I'm on a good track. But the, I'm always trying to improve on, on my mental health and and my surroundings and things like that
0: yeah no definitely i mean i think there's a lot of great info you just unpacked and it's true you know we live and especially in esports where so much of it is going on on social media or really a lot of jobs even just today are from gratification whether you're saying you know it's likes or views or maybe for you it's you know you securing a bigger deal with one person over another or whatever it may be there's a lot of instant not instant success, but uh, instant results. And it can definitely, I think, be mm-hmm. hard on the mind when when you have one that or a couple that go well and then one that doesn't. Um so I think there's some great great points, and, and it's true. You know, some days I think you do just gotta kind of take a couple of days off, especially in an industry <laughs> like eSports, where I believe, and I think other people would agree that it's almost a twenty four seven job. There's always something going on, and it's tough to kind of keep up with the space. but, um, I think it's cool that you touched on taking some days off because I think sometimes people feel bad about just taking a break for a minute when they, when they know their body needs it. So it's cool to hear that, that you are kind of taking those approaches. So,
1: yeah. And I also think that like with me, I think the YouTube and the business came so fast and at such a quick, um, growth, like a, an exponential growth that I haven't, really experienced like a long term working on something. They're they're both been on um, really quick growth. So really short term growths that have right. been obviously great, but that's also had a negative impact because um, once once the motivation like once the, the growth decreases, my motivation goes down even lower than people that have been working for, you know, four years on a project because they have up and downs during those four years where I have just seeing success on YouTube and, and, and my business that it it hits me even harder. So it's harder to get, you know, bounce back from, from being demotivated or whatever it is.
0: Definitely. Definitely. No, completely get that. Um, let's switch to a different topic here. So you, I imagine, or, and I think you touched on a little bit earlier, and I think I've heard you also talk about this on, on LinkedIn or Twitter, but what roadblocks have you had in the past or what challenges have you had when you go to represent a streamer or a player or the people That you're representing and you comment and you're obviously at a young age Have there been challenges you faced with people deciding whether or not to trust you or how credible you are or You know any kind of assertions like that?
1: Uh, yeah, so I think that's the main um, Obstacle or challenge that I've faced with is my age um I think I think you know i, I, I come I, I come to terms with it, um, where you know I understand you know if Brand doesn't want to give me a six figure budget because I'm eighteen, uh, I mean, it, it, it's hard because i I feel like i I'm able to give them the results that a uh, like let's say a twenty five or a thirty year old would be able to get them. Mm-hmm. But I also understand in their shoes, if that was in their shoes, I would never give an eighteen year old one hundred thousand dollars or you know to to go spend on a marketing campaign or whatever it is. Um, so I, I, have come to terms with, you know, accepting that I'm young and I still have a lot of things to learn and, um, I have a lot of experiences to go through and things like that. So I've come to terms with it, but I think, um, more and more, I've seen more brands working with me, um, which, uh, sometimes I don't reveal my age just to the fact that like, I used to do it when I was younger. Um, when I was 16, 17, just to let them know that, like, listen, like, um, I'm, I'm I'm this age sorry like if it if it disturbs you or it, it makes you feel you know not as trustworthy anymore but I'm just gonna let you know and I felt like they all backed away but um now I don't really mention my age until it's asked like if you ask me my age I will I'll tell you but now I like to you know believe that my my abilities to give you the results should be good enough but I mean if they ask and 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 they're they're not you know they don't trust cause I'm, cause I'm younger Then I, I totally agree with it. And I, there's nothing I can do about it, but just wait, I guess. So, um, I, I've come to terms with it.
0: Yeah, no, understandably. And you know, you're only going to get older. So as you, I imagine as you do more jobs and work with more people, word of mouth is, is in my opinion, I think huge. And, and I kind of think word of mouth is everything. So I think with you know, a lot of the people that you continue to work with, it sounds like you're doing an incredible job. So I'm sure that word will spread and and I don't think there's anything really that can defeat word of mouth. So it sounds like you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, thanks but man. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Um But so that's a maybe a a disadvantage of you being the age you are. But then I know you touched on lightly earlier that that also does have a benefit because, you know, and again, I don't know, you can disclose the ages of the people you work with. But I imagine a lot of them are probably younger. Does that help them on their point of view where they have someone that's younger, younger like yourself? And they can not only maybe even relate on the business side of things going on, but they can even just relate personally with you uh, of different matters and topics and subjects.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, like you said, with the um, the creators, I have creators that are twenty five. I have creators that are even as low as I think fifteen or sixteen. Um, so I I can relate pretty well to all of them, not only on a business level but like a personal level. And I feel like the trust is so much stronger uh, just because I'm younger and I, I and I relate to them. I'm, I'm I'm from the same generation as them. So I think I I think that's a, a, like. A massive i think that's like maybe like 80 percent of my success because without the influencers i wouldn't have a business mm-hmm. but um <laughs> i i think that um the, the age also has a huge advantage as well as being super young you know motivated as well they're motivated at creating content and and it just comes together as as a collaboration and i think that it that it's super beneficial for for both parties and i think it's it's great
0: Definitely. No, I, I, I've heard to to do a reference to traditional sports. I don't remember on whose podcast it was that this was months ago, but I heard of a professional athlete or, or, or a person that does similar to what you do, but on the professional sports, traditional professional sports space. And he mentioned this, that he's a lot younger and that he goes, you know, a lot of the times players just want to work with him because he understands the space similar to how you do. And then on top of that, if you have someone that's 40, 50 years old and you're working with doing this, maybe they understand the business side of it, but it's hard to work with somebody when you can't relate with them, even just on a personable level, you know, day in and day out, different topics, things you're struggling with. I feel like it's always a lot easier to relate with people that are your age and kind of get the things you're going through. Um, so I think that provides a huge leverage to you.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I, and I totally agree with it. Um, I, I just, I, I I think that, once again, that's, that's probably the biggest success factor of my business is my age on the influencer side, but also one of the biggest, you know, disadvantage I have from, from the <laughs> brand perspective. So, yeah, um, I, 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 you know, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm going to get older. So, you know, <laughs> people also complain about their wanting to stay young. So maybe I should appreciate it a little bit more.
0: So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's true.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's great both sides.
0: No, definitely got to enjoy the process. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's transition to the last kind of topic here to talk about is you become you know you're still running the business obviously and then you become an esports agent for Dulceto, and I feel like I'm still pronouncing that wrong. But tell us a little bit about Dulceto and and kind of what your job is there or how that arise and how you're kind of balancing the two.
1: Yeah. So um, Dulcetto, um... I have been in there now for, I've been working there since November, I believe. I think November 23rd or something like that. It was late November of okay. 2019. Um, I, I thought, um, so I, I did all my business stuff. I had a little bit of success and I was like, in my head, I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to bring my experiences to an agency that has been around for a while. They have been around for like 11 years now. Um, and, and I thought that, you know, let's, let's see what I can do with this and let's see how far my experiences actually, you know, can bring me. Cause I, I was basing my experience from my personal level and my own business. So I didn't know how much I could learn out there. Um, so I, I, I thought that, you know, grabbing experience and knowledge from, um, Dulceto would be the best option for me. So I, um, applied to one of their positions, which was like celebrity influencer, um, Mm-hmm. And then I came up to them and I said, Listen, I prefer esports. Um, I was more like <laughs> presenting them esports. And they're like, Yeah, we're we've, we've trying to get into esports for months, but we couldn't find the right person. And then, you know, uh, from there, it kind of leads to me uh, leading their division of esports. And I'm currently the only one there. Uh, and I've been there for like three, four months now um we have uh i've signed seven creators um my largest one is at uh 2.5 million and then uh we have the subscribers yeah okay subscribers on youtube they're averaging anywhere between three to four million views per video so they're doing they're killing it and they're from montreal as well which is where we're located um and then um the other talents are anywhere between let's say 300k to a million. So they're all pretty decent sized. Um, and then we recently just signed two TikTok creators that create gaming content on TikTok and they have around 800,000 each. So um, that's going to be fun working with them to see what we can do with esports and TikTok and the new platform and things like that. So um, that's that's what I do at Dolceto. And then with the balancing the work, I like I said, uh, off camera, I do have you know my parents and and my friends uh helping with the elusive while I while I focus my time on dolcetto and school
0: mm-hmm. no I, I mean hey props to you because i think even if you have people helping you out with elusive you know you so obviously i imagine have to do some stuff with it to make sure it's still running how you want to because it, it is your business and you're doing this and going to school so i mean i just have the most respect for you and I think it's really cool how you're doing all these different things at such a young age. And I mean, you know, the sky's the limit. I feel like you're going to have a lot of great opportunities come up, you know, further down the road for you. But it's cool to hear you're definitely, I I was thinking about before we got on the mic, I believe you're actually the youngest guest that I've had on. I've had some streamers on, I I think the youngest was 21. So it's just so incredible to hear your resume and the different things you've touched on at, at such a young age. So very cool to hear about.
1: But. Thanks. I, I totally appreciate it. And once again, you know, I appreciate you, you know, accepting me to come on this podcast <laughs> and share my story and, and and my experiences. I think it's always uh, good to talk about, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurs that are young that want to get into the space and kind of relating with me um, yes. from, from listening to it. And I think it will hopefully help someone that's listening, that's young to to pursue their their dreams and and passion because obviously i showed that i wanted to do it and i was you know i did it and obviously um i'm not i'm not where i wanted to be want to be but i i think i've done somewhat of a success you know so yeah uh, but i'm definitely still working super hard trying to stay um As close as to my friends and family as possible and just learning from everyone and and knowledge and whatever I can, I can take because I want to, you know, be better than I am today, tomorrow and the next day. So uh, I think I think that's super important.
0: Yeah. no, I, And again, I know we're talking off the microphone. This is really the first time you and I have gotten a chance to really sit down one-on-one. I know we've exchanged on socials a little bit, but it sounds like you've got a, a, a good head on your shoulders and a good surrounding core. So I'm excited for you to to see you know what's next and what unfolds for you. Um, but no, definitely uh, no problem bringing you on the show. I was excited to hear about your story. And I think that there are a lot of young people, obviously there's so many young people in this industry. So I think them hearing your story should definitely provide some, some value and insight to hopefully help them out.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I mean, if I could change one person's, you know, mindset on, on creating their business or, um, entrepreneurial adventures, then I mean that, that, that means a lot more to me than, you know, just people listening. I mean, one person is is more than zero. Right. So um, I, I think that's just super super amazing that you know, I'm able to have a have a platform to speak to people like this
0: Definitely. Definitely. I agree with you. Well, let's begin to wind things down Like I told you we have the lightning round which is called the Lodges light seven So this is really just kind of a, a chill way or I think it's a chill way. It's on the podcast um, So I'll ask you seven questions. The first one is who would you say is your favorite superhero?
1: Who is my favorite superhero? Wow, I'm an actor. Uh, that's that's uh, that's a question I've never thought about. Um, or what's I might one not offend mind? people, but uh, I don't really watch much superhero. But younger, I would say Spider Man. Nice,
0: nice. <laughs> right, no, okay. I, it's funny. I don't I don't watch superhero movies either. <laughs> I just threw it as a question on the list because I know a lot of other people do. Yeah. Um, would you say that you are a morning person?
1: A hundred percent. I'm definitely an early bird. Uh, like waking up at like 6am just, just to get day start going early. I think I, I, I do so much more in the morning than I would do at night. So I I think it's super beneficial for, for me and my business. So yeah.
0: Very cool. Would you, uh, what would you have a preference of exploring the deep sea or exploring outer space?
1: Oh wow! These are questions I would have had to think about. <laughs> On the top of my head, I would probably say explore the outer space.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. What would so question number four? What would you say is your favorite beverage? Soft drink, coffee. Coffee. You know, <laughs> well, I'm addicted
1: coffee. to coffee. It's terrible.
0: Sam, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a big coffee addict. Um, what would you say is your most used social media or your favorite social media platform?
1: Um. Use social media platform either Twitter or Discord just to talk to my creators and 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 post to creators and then um, favorite would probably be LinkedIn just because of the business connections. I've only been on it since I think like June and it's it's been awesome for business and networking. So
0: interesting, yeah, cool. I've 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 been on this since June of last year too, actually. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. Question six: Would you say that you prefer hard tacos or soft tacos?
1: Hard tacos, 100%. Nice.
0: And then last question, kind of a two-part question. What would you say is your favorite video game of all time? Or if that's too tough, what's your favorite right now? And then maybe what's your favorite from childhood?
1: Um, I mean, I'm still young. So favorite game, favorite <laughs> game of childhood because I was a child. Um, I didn't
0: think about that.
1: <laughs> definitely uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Okay. Um, and then favorite game right now? Um I I don't I don't have one I don't really play as much anymore. I don't have yeah. have time. But uh I do I do follow all the esports kind of like general just to just to follow the general scene, but no favorite games at the moment.
0: Got you. Got you. Well, that's it. That's the lights. I seven. appreciate you tackling through those. Um, <laughs> so
1: eh, I thought <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know all all my guests say that and I try when I do these I try to think of like easy questions, but then I actually had a guest like reciprocate the question back to me like two episodes ago and I like did not know what to say. And I was like, (laughs) I understand now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, Kieran, where can they find you on social media?
1: Um, just LinkedIn is the easiest. Uh, it's just Kieran John. Um, that's, that's where I like to, uh, connect with most people anyways. Um, and then you can find my other, uh, socials from there. So just simply Kieran John on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, that's it and and once again i'd like to say it again i appreciate it so much for you know letting you letting me come on your platform and 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 speak about my story and obviously um just 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 expressing you know esports gaming my business and and once again you know hopefully we can run into each other and do some maybe business in the future or or keep in touch definitely because i think what you're doing here at, at your podcast is is amazing and 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 i appreciate it once again.
0: Oh, absolutely. I appreciate the kind words, but, but same to you. I think you're doing some really cool stuff and it was fun to have you on. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, so thank you again for coming on and, uh, to all the listeners, you know, if you guys are a new listener, hope you enjoyed this episode with Kieran. If you are a past listener, thank you guys for continually checking out the podcast, leading reviews, subscribing, all those different things. And with that being said, we'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lodges Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this. You can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial on Twitter at Lodges on EFUs at Lodges, and on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Juan Rodriguez, J-U-A-N. Following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.